0: Our uh, text this morning is the uh, the first reading in Genesis 1, right at the beginning, uh, just verses 1 and 2. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness was over the face of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. This is our text in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I uh, have been uh, dealing with uh, the light in my garage lately. Now I know this might seem off the topic a little bit, but so, you know, the, the the garage door opener's got a light on it. So when you click that thing, the light's supposed to come on so you can see what you're doing in the garage at night, right? Okay, so uh, the one that I had in there melted the cover. So I put one of those little, uh, Curly-Q ones that's uh, fluorescent, you know, in there because they, they run cooler and they don't melt the plastic. So I stuck one of those in there. And, of course, they work so well. This thing, it flickers and it turns off and it doesn't give you any warning. And, and you know, I, I go in—I went in there last night, as it turns out, because I had to uh, go get one of the kids from uh, a youth event they were at. And, and it went out on, on me. So there I am standing in the garage. I hadn't even gotten the car yet and it's dark in there, and I couldn't find the right key out of my pocket, and then I couldn't find the lock on the door, and then I couldn't find the ignition on the car, and I was feeling around for keys and locks and ignition, and it was, uh, you all would have had a a, a great joy watching me, I'm supposing, but, uh, so what I'm trying to tell you though is that it's kind of hard to go as intended in the dark. It doesn't work. Uh, And so I guess the the opening thought here is darkness is lousy for human beings. Uh, I imagine you have noticed that also. Now, I, I think maybe it might not be quite as obvious that God made us that way. Because, you know, he did make some other creatures that are kind of unconcerned with how much light is out there. Uh, either they don't have eyes or they can see in the dark or whatever. But uh, they're not so much bothered by the darkness. But this is not true for us. Darkness is a problem. So out of darkness, because there wasn't anything there, it says uh, there was darkness over the face of the deep. Well, you know, formless and void. There wasn't anything there. It wasn't even darkness yet. It was just sort of yuck. Uh, And uh, so out of darkness, God made a place of light for us. So he says, let there be light. There was light. And that was only the beginning of things. But, uh, you know, then there's an earth and there's water and there's plants and animals. and, And then he sticks us in there at the end, which he seems to think is very good. That's what he calls it. Uh, but we had to have light and we had to have a place and that's what he was doing so he created one So and then and, and Adam and Eve are there and in Adam uh, I think it's safe to say in the beginning before he decided to go off the rails uh, There was a light uh, in him that God had put there uh, and there was life in him which should have lasted for eternity Uh, God's image was there in him because God put it there. It just uh, wasn't obvious exactly what that was about at the time. It became a little more obvious when Jesus showed up. But until he did what he wasn't supposed to do, there was light, like there should be. And then there was darkness because Adam made that. He brought that back. It came in again. Uh, and, And Adam's sin and death uh, all of this stuff kind of got messed up. And then, as you know, all too well, it came to you too, that darkness of sin and death has come to us as well. Uh, we endure this problem. Sin is like darkness, and it's lousy for human beings. Uh, now, you know what is meant by darkness, uh, that Word and that idea is absolutely all over Scripture. And and it doesn't take too much for you to understand that, that you know, there's a symbol there. Uh, darkness is a real enough thing, uh, and as you know well enough, uh, people that decide to do bad stuff usually do it in the dark uh, because they don't want to be seen, uh, and the darkness is a good place to hide what they're doing. Uh, and, it's, you know, for the rest of us, even though we may not uh, be fully desiring to be hanging around in the dark and getting in trouble Uh, we have our own ways this darkness is uh, a remembrance of the the mortality that lives in us the the mourning that comes with death uh, all of this resulting from sin there's no joy in any of that there are constant consequences for sin that's the stuff that brings darkness into our lives and then there's helplessness to do anything on it and and the whole list goes on and on. Darkness is a problem for human beings. All of that, if you look at it too long or have too much trouble with it, and lots of people do, uh, can lead to a horrible kind of despair. Uh, Especially if what you see is that there's no way out Consequences can come and really smack you around pretty bad in life. Human beings are so loaded down with sin in life sometimes. Not all the time and not in every moment because there's joy here and there for you and I. But uh, often enough, it seems like there's this physical and mental darkness right inside of us. And and, and it can be quite overwhelming. I uh, remember... Uh, reading uh, about Mother Teresa once and she told about that darkness that was in her uh, and she was very upset about it and she couldn't do anything about it and you know what kind of life she had I mean we call her Mother Teresa for a reason that sticks out the things that she did in the dark places of the world uh, and, and we're not her I mean she had to have some kind of weird enormous strength but uh, we, we don't have that for the most part and so that darkness can be quite difficult. Sin and death are always before us. I, I suppose uh, you, you might wonder uh, at what God is uh, up to with that. He allows it to happen. He lets us have that consequence. Uh, and we're so good at creating darkness for ourselves and for other people that you kind of almost would wonder why God would bother fixing it. Because, I mean, it's our own doing. He made light, uh, and he made light in us, and he intends for us to be that way. And and we keep undoing it because we sin all the time. And and the people that we know, uh, you know, especially as we get up in years, the people that we have known, they pass away. They're taken from us. Kind of horrible. But because we're the ones making that, why wouldn't God just let it be? Let it be. That's what we deserve. And we surely cannot do one thing about our sinfulness. We can't fix it. We can't stop it. We can't undo it. We cannot restrain ourselves from it. There it is, that darkness. And we can't stop our own death as much as we try to avoid Disease and bad health habits and, you know, eat vitamins and work out or whatever else we do. That stuff, Jesus says, can't extend your life at all. So it comes. We are due, unavoidably, condemnation and hellfire. That's what we should get. I don't know if it's dark in hell with all that fire, but I suspect it is. It's evident. And uh, and, and I, I feel like I need to point this out because uh, it's only evident if you're paying attention. <laughs> uh, it's evident that Jesus' baptism is a new beginning. Um, and, and the reason I say that is because the same, the same ones that came to the first creation are the ones that are there when Jesus comes up out of the water. You, you're... Heard Mark report that. If you connect the dots from this account in Genesis to John's gospel especially, you can see that it's all the same characters. You can see that the father's voice establishing his will. He says in Mark that this is my son. I'm well pleased. Uh, in creation, he says, let there be. And there was. Uh, and, and you can it's his voice. It's his word. It, it goes forth and it accomplishes his task. It's uh, to create all things, to create a place for you and light in it so that you can thrive here. Uh, I would suppose if you uh, look at the accounts of what heaven is like, then this is a, a, a lesser heaven and that garden might well have been closer yet to it. But, but God said, let there be, and there was. So John tells us that uh, Jesus is the word that goes forth uh, from the Father's will expressed and creates things for him. Everything that was made was made by the same son who comes up out of the water at baptism. That is the one who is at work for him in both places. And he is well pleased. And the Holy Spirit is present Uh, at the creation. It says he was hovering over the face of the waters. The Holy Spirit's job always seems to be to to watch and to report. Of course, you know, that's what happens here. He sees what is done. He reports to Moses. Moses writes the thing down because he wasn't there. And, And the Holy Spirit bears witness through Moses, and there it is. And then Mark comes along later, among others, and reports that the Holy Spirit descended like a dove on the Son of the living God as he came up out of the water, a witness to all of that as well. Inspiring Mark to write this for us. It's all connected. The Holy Spirit is kind of an amazing entity. We don't understand entirely what's going on there, but he is the third person of the Trinity, and he tells us these things that have happened through people. So light coming into the world to reveal to us what God intends and seeing what the Father does and what the Son does and what the Holy Spirit does to save you is kind of amazing. God made light for Adam who fell to sin and brought darkness again, a cause of death to you, but he knew that this was coming. That condemnation should be coming. That darkness should be coming. But Jesus comes up out of the water. Jesus came for you. The word that goes forth from the Father's will. The one that creates. That word came into the world in human flesh for you. He died for you. To forgive you. That hymn we just sung said there's this incredible beaming eternal salvation light coming from the cross all the time now we don't usually think of that but we know it's true and he takes the curse on himself the curse of sin the curse of darkness the curse of death jesus was life and jesus was light john tells us that and and uh, and he was in the world again, for you. And then he gave you his baptism. It's, you know, he comes up out of the water and and we're told uh, by Matthew that this was to fulfill all righteousness because Jesus was standing in your place there because you should be baptized Uh, by John the Baptist to get you ready for the coming of the Messiah. And everybody wasn't there. And everybody that was there wasn't necessarily doing what they're supposed to do. So he came and replaced them, so to speak, and fulfilled all righteousness for them. He did that for you. So he walked around in this world for the three years he was here in his ministry. He did everything that you were supposed to do, fulfilling the law of God and taking the punishment in his innocence and righteousness and giving you his holiness. He gave you his baptism to do that. We heard in Romans 6 that you died with him and you rise with him in your baptism. It's not the sort of thing you notice, but, you know, water's funny like that. You can, you can die from it if you get too much in the wrong sort of way. Uh, and, and apparently a baptism is like that in some kind of way that we don't entirely see. But at the same time, you need water to live. And, and you have that as well. But you have been, in your baptism, marked as his. Again, we don't see that mark, but we see in the book of Revelation that it's indeed there. You have his mark. You've been given the name of the light bringers. You're baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. He has marked you as his own. You are his own. His light and his life is in you because you are his own. You have been renewed. You have been drawn from darkness, as Peter tells us, into his marvelous light. Renewed, forgiven, filled with the Holy Spirit and given eternal life. In the end, When Jesus comes again and you're taken home in eternity, it's kind of a funny thing. You know, right now we have a reminder every day that there's darkness where the light doesn't work in the garage. It's kind of annoying, but uh, you know what I mean. Uh, And you have light in the daytime. Sometimes it's cold light, but it's light. So that you can see and you can live and work. In the end, when Jesus comes, there will be no more night. There'll be no more darkness. There'll only be day. And the light is God in heaven. All the time. Every day. I don't even know how you're supposed to tell what day and night is anymore because there's no night. But eternity is forever, right? And that's what you will have in the light of your Lord with the light of the Holy Spirit in you and the light of your son uh, who has redeemed you and made you a place and marked you as his own. The whole thing is just one continuous process of bringing you light. The very first day of creation, there's light out of darkness. Then when Jesus comes the first time, there is this renewal. Out of his baptism and out of your baptism, the light of redemption renews you to be new, to be new in Christ. The image of God restored to you. Because there's darkness at the cross. So, you know, if you recall, there were a couple hours where it was completely black. All of creation said, this is no good. We, we uh, condemn this thing, that Christ must die for you. But then, on the first day of the week, again, <laughs> because it was the first day of the week when he said, let there be light. On uh, the first day of the week, again, Christ comes forth from the tomb, the morning star, the salvation of all mankind. He has risen to life for you to prove that everything that He did was true and to prove also that your life is already being lived eternal. The last day will be an even greater renewal. This I have said to you with a greater light that never ends. The eternity will be perfect. Christ's life is eternal and your life is eternal, and because the light rests in you by his work the father has made you the son has redeemed you and made you new and the holy spirit is the life and the light that lives in you even now this is the way it should be for the people of god and so it is amen may the peace of god which passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in christ jesus amen